0: This week on the Onecast, we're going to start talking about the northern swing of tournament fishing. We're going to talk about a little bit of stuff coming up at ICAST, and we're going to talk about some of the fishing we've been doing. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God.
1: It's a toad, son. It's <laughs> a f- toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow. feel like it's going to be a bad day
0: what's going on one cast fans welcome back to the one cast for another weekly uh episode we're not really calling <laughs> it so it's a weekly chat however you want to look at it uh as always pete here with trey and ben in the studio talking about northern fisheries about a swing heading up north um we've been talking about uh you know we've had some guests on we've had mpfl in here we had fish tips on last week uh, we had Mitch Elsie, NPFL angler, uh, between the NPFL and uh, the fish tips episode. So we just wanted to come in and talk a little bit about the fishing that we've been doing, uh, talk about some upcoming tournaments. But as always, make sure you head to onecastfishing.com. Check out the line of snagless jigs, long neck hooks, the weedless neds. Use the code THEONECAST, all one word to check out to save 10% off your order. Uh, get you some jigs and some other stuff and uh, give those a shot uh we've been talking about a bunch of partners they're all linked below uh veteran organizations that we are doing uh some free advertisement stuff for make sure you check those out um we're gonna go into more detail uh i'm not gonna go into it every week but uh, make sure you check those guys out in the links below uh in the description of uh, this week's episode so ben trey what you got well first of all how was everyone's
1: fourth of july it was excellent my uh Our neighbor puts on the greatest fireworks show I have ever seen. So he, uh, his name's Pat. He's getting his license and all, and it's uh, our little HOA community puts on a show too. We didn't go last night uh, because this show was 45 minutes long. I'm talking like the full aerial. You know, he goes out of state to get his stuff, and it's absolutely. It was a phenomenal event on Sunday night. So um, I'm super impressed that a resident put together a show like that. So
2: I'll tell you, man, like. I, every state I've lived in, uh, whether it was Michigan, Tennessee, or here, I've always been in a state where you can't buy projectile fireworks. Yeah. It's it's super it's super frustrating because you want to go and you want to get those mortars and you want to fire them off and stuff. And um, but we we celebrated Fourth July here and we just did like the basic uh, you know fireworks that you buy from the, the little shops and stuff like that. But I think more importantly is you know it's america's birthday and it's a great way to celebrate with friends and family um get some good barbecue in and stuff like that and and also take some time to be thankful for what we have and and speaking of what we have we have some awesome fishing coming up in the north by some of the national level tournaments um but we also have icast coming up yeah and uh and for those of you who don't know icast is held annually uh, and one cast fishing last year, uh, attended ICAST for the first time. And it was a pretty cool deal.
1: And it's going on right now.
2: It is going on right now. So, um, one of the cool things about, so before we kind of jump into like anything ICAST related, like baits and stuff, but ICAST every year holds their ICAST cup and it's a, uh, four hour fishing tournament. And at the end of the tournament, the winners get to take the coveted ICAST cup trophy home. Uh, the business, right? The business gets to host that, yeah. uh, that trophy in their headquarters building. And I think that trophy is passed around every single year, but that's a pretty cool deal. And that's held on Lake Toho. And uh, I know I talked about it in the previous episode, but I, I just came down, came back from Kissimmee and uh, fished some Lake Toho. And man, I'll tell you what, if the fishing's right down there, like you're going to see some big bass caught at the ICAS cup. And I think I mean, I don't think I know that the national level tours, they make sure that they don't schedule their tournaments on the same weekend as I, or same week and weekend as ICAST. cast. Um, but it's a pretty cool deal. So there's some there's some new stuff coming out. And that's where all the vendors get together every year and they they push out new product and stuff. And and uh, Pete, you want to talk a little bit about some of the products that uh, that you see coming out?
0: yeah i mean there's a bunch of baits i don't know there's nothing that i'm super excited about i mean i'm the usual hard baits uh there is a american bait works has a like a hollow-bodied popper which i'm kind of intrigued about because there's days when they don't want to eat a frog uh you know with that big profile and even you know the smaller profile frogs are getting more popular yeah Uh, so i think that'll be an interesting thing to throw in the mix if you if you fish heavy vegetation uh and that's your thing Spro has a couple sw- bigger swim baits coming out that, that kind of intrigue me. Other than that, it's sort of the normal stuff. Strike King ripping off the uh, rock crawler and coming out with the gravel dog.
1: You know, uh, if Pete, if Pete, <laughs> Pete says ripping off. So, what Pete's going through right now, because we're, we're recording this before ICAST. So, up on Bassmaster, they've got the new product showcase preview here. And what we learned last year down on ICAST is that there's a lot of new products that never even make it onto Bassmaster's website. Mm-hmm onto wired to fish. Right. And we're not going to get into the behind the scenes as to why that is. So I encourage everyone out there to download the ICAST 2023 app. Uh, you can download it now. I just updated it from last year. They don't have the new products up. It will probably be Tuesday or Wednesday. They'll put the new products, but every single company who introduces products in the new product showcase, um, they'll be on that app. So there's a lot of cool stuff that never even gets shown from smaller companies and all. That should you know everyone should definitely take a look at because it might might pique your interest. I think it'll be
0: uh, should be Wednesday that goes up because I think Tuesday night is when they do the media unveiling of all the new product showcase and they put it up after that. So yeah, like Ben said, make sure you download that app. You can get a I don't want to call it a sneak preview, but you'll get a a preview of the stuff that's coming. Uh, That's kind of when all the NDAs around stuff drop and uh, you're able to to get that information on the new stuff coming out. One of the things that is kind of cool that is coming out is Rapala has a line of soft plastics coming out, which is we were talking, I've never seen Rapala Mm-mm. soft plastics. We jumped on their website and all, they still just have the hard baits up there. So there's, that's kind of cool. They're doing that. I have a feeling that was probably some pressure from some anglers that fish uh, Rapala and they want to, you know, streamline their, their, whatever their sponsorship deals or whatever, just to make it uh make it all one-stop shop. So they got some pretty cool baits. We saw Jacob Wheeler win an event, uh, which event did he win? That was, um, Mount mm. Cayuga. No, uh, no. The one before Cayuga. I can't remember where they were fishing. I'd have to go back and It was
1: Demiki rigging the, He was Demiki
0: uh, rigging that new, they're calling it the Crush City Freeloader that looks a little bit like a Spunk Shad yeah. Yeah. from Hog Farmer. I know it's a little bit different profile, but, so we had a little sneak peek that that was coming, but there's some other stuff on there they've got coming out. Uh, again, if you go to Bassmaster's website, they got a list of uh, the things there sprogue has the mega john which my buddy john cruz helps uh design so sort of like a mag draft but a little bit different profile uh he's been really impressed with it. i know he's caught a bunch of fish he it's been on the side of his boat all year but he hasn't been able to tell people what it was so uh now that it's kind of out there uh I'm sure I'm, and i'm more.
1: sure the berkeley coal shad will be up yep I, I didn't see it on the list but i'm sure it will be entered in too because yeah, you went, can't like. I
0: can't remember when they put that up for sale, but you can't even get them yet. That's, yeah, you can.
1: They they just came out.
0: No, they the first batch was like March, I think, because they just recalled the first batch. They're giving everybody a, a one to replace one. That's, they that's right. They came uh-huh. out. They came out of the they classic. Happy with the yeah. So it would have been March.
1: Yeah, March, which is fine as long as they as long as a product is in that calendar year. So as long yeah. as it's released in twenty twenty three, and and a, a lot of a lot of folks probably already know that there'll be a bunch of product releases here. And you won't be able to get them to maybe November, December, yeah. or even next year. It shouldn't be as bad anymore because uh, COVID, all the supply chains kind of alleviated. But sometimes it just takes a while for the stuff to filter out. What I'm interested in is the uh, the, the trolling motor wars. Yeah. So yeah. who is going to win be- down. between the new uh, Quest, the new Ultrix from Minkota, or the new PowerPole? Uh- that one's going <laughs> to be...
2: That'll be a tough one. What's
0: well, cool with... The- the quest is it's not just the Altrex. so they have the, three motors entered in that category you have the tarova altera the altera and the Altrex all come in the quest line which gives you the enhanced gps the the in brushless right Brushless, brushless correct. twelve yeah. twenty four volt so it's kind of cool that there's three different trolling motors that fall into that garmin has the kraken coming out which i just saw today i didn't know anything about it uh, so I'm not 100% sure what they've got going with that. Just looking at it real quick, it looks like longer shaft lengths are available, uh, pivot style head. Uh, there's an integrated uh, Garmin chart plotter now so you can wirelessly connect with your, your Garmin's. Uh, and I think there's a built-in mount for the, the live scope transducer. That it you starts can at
1: now. about 3,700, which... That's good it
2: that's good
0: yeah. that's good
1: yeah. i mean compared to what all these new trolling motors are coming out with that seems to be uh you figure right uh, there you know i rushless
0: mean rushless uh quest you're looking at 36.99 to 41.99 so 4200 bucks i know the what's the the move power poles up around i don't even see it on here i think that
2: was like five grand Four to
0: five grand five yeah. five grand for the top of the line so trolling motors
1: are getting more expensive it makes me think what happened to the force I don't know, you know, because they came out with it, and and Sam flipping crickets had wanted a force for, and he eventually well, went with a, a, a null tricks because he couldn't get it forever. And, yeah. Where the force came out two years ago, mm-hmm. and like I, you mean the 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 garment trolling mode? Oh yeah, the force. Yeah, and, it's still there. Well, I know it's still there, but it's been two years, I think, since this came out. Or they didn't get him out right away. There were some issues with them. Yeah. So this is kind of maybe their second crack at a. Uh, at a trolling motor. So truck.
2: so why are we w- the reason we're seeing all this on a website is because iCast is not open to like the general public. You know, you either need to be a vendor or a, or media or or something like that. Um but uh, these are some serious teasers. I think that the the thing when I when I look at all these baits and and all these electronics and stuff, you know, a lot of people want to get them like first thing and 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 you know, if you can get your hands on them, like get your hands on them any bait that is different, uh, that's not commonly thrown because of how much we educate the fish in our lakes, like try to get your hands on them. Um, I will say, and this is just my personal opinion, when you start looking at like the, the first version of a new trolling motor or, or graph or something like that, um, you know, it's, it's like anything, uh, it's like when the Apache helicopter was first developed, there was a lot of things that needed to be worked out of that aircraft a lot of bugs uh and it was all electrical of course not really mechanical but you know just understand like as a as a consumer like you're you're most likely going to deal with some issues and i don't and and i hope you don't but
1: and remember remember the ultrax was the same way same way yeah because um they had and, and i had one of the first ones and my it took what five years for my board to go out finally but one of the boards had a tendency to go out where you, you could not move the pedal anymore. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, so they had to go back and waterproof and change a few things. But that was the very first iteration of the Ultra. Yeah. So there's always going to be something.
2: It's always funny when ICAST is getting ready to come out, though, because you see the social media world explode, like all these you know professional anglers and stuff on their on their socials and stuff, like Mark, and doing the job that they signed a contract to do. Um but you're going to see a lot of the stuff on there that you'd be like, oh, man, that's just another bug or that's just another crankbait or whatever. And it is. But these companies have to be competitive with other companies to stay uh, stay in with the time. So ICAST is going on. That's a cool deal.
0: Yeah. Check out all you'll have a yep. ton of stuff coming out. From um, there. So videos, TikToks, all that stuff. Your favorite anglers will be posting a bunch of stuff. Companies will be posting stuff. So follow along because it's, uh, it's always an exciting time.
2: The, the last thing I'll say, and I just think the, the coolest experience going down there with, with one cast fishing was just getting to meet everybody, mm-hmm. like just just the inside of of how because this industry, they say it's big, but it's not that big. It's all about who you know and, and, and a yep. lot of these deals and stuff. They, they go down you know uh, behind closed doors and stuff as they should. That's how good business is usually done. Yep. But it was really cool seeing all the people down there. So any of these events, ICAST, these major tournaments, these exposés, like they're cool places to go to. And uh, if you're a small business uh, wanting to get into the game... Uh, it's an opportunity for you to go down there as a as a small vendor. You're going to pay for it. Nothing's free. You're going to pay for it, but that's a good opportunity to get your claws in the backs of some of these people that actually have been in the fishing industry for a really long time. You know, It's all about who you know. So. But yeah, so ICAST. Yeah, we'll
0: what? be back next year. I plan to go. I, I, I could have gone this year. I'm disappointed I'm not now. I didn't want to go, but now that I'm not going to go hang out with all my friends, I'm like <laughs> – Man, I messed up not going this year and taking the time off work and all that. So, yeah, but I definitely plan to go next year. So we'll uh, we'll do the whole media thing and and get it on it early if it's in Orlando. It might, who knows? They might shift it back to Vegas or something, and then I'm not, yeah, doing that. I can't. Get, I have no desire say. to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they're going to
1: do that. No, no, I
0: think it'll probably stay. It's been in Orlando for three years in a row now. They used to move it around like shot show, where we go different places. Yeah. Now, you know, you see shot shows pretty much just in Vegas. Uh, big Rock, which is another big tackle tackle deal with a distributor, they do theirs in Nashville on New Year's every year. Yep. Uh, and then you'll, I think you'll see uh, ICAST day down there in Orlando. So yeah, if you get an opportunity uh, for a company you work with or like Trey, say a small business, check that out. Do it. I will say it's all business. So if you're just trying to find a way in there as a as a fan of fishing, I would not recommend spending your money and going down there because you're one. You're not going to get in the door to you're not really going to get time with the people that you want to meet and talk to. You'll see all of them running around, but they all have meetings scheduled every 30 minutes to an hour all day throughout the day. They're just running from place to place to place and shooting media and and meeting with potential sponsors or current sponsors and all of that stuff. So
2: here here's the inside scoop. If you're not getting in because you're not a vendor or you're not media, just look at the restaurants that are right around the orange county (laughs) convention center you can pretty much guarantee that there's going to be an after hours event whether or not it's just eating or 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 drinks or whatever you might be able to run into some people so i'm just saying but speaking of tackle um ben i saw a post earlier i don't know if you want to throw throw that in here but uh one cast fishing's in a new tackle shop is that correct
1: yeah, a great segue there. I appreciate it. We're, um, actually, there's two I haven't mentioned. So in Ava, Missouri, at Jay Brothers in the hardware store, uh, we're in there. And then last week, last Friday, I took a bunch of uh, Tackle over to, it's called Tack and Tackle. It's yeah. over in Robbins, North Carolina. So it's it's a great place. The guy who owns it, he's ten, uh, his name's Tim. He took an old farmhouse and basically renovated it and converted it into uh, both for Tack, uh, tack for uh for horses right because it's it's you know as you guys know about an hour west of here yep. mm-hmm. and it's about an hour west from us uh, uh you know the horse the horse i don't know anything about the question <laughs> but the, the horse, horse riders stuff. right you know <laughs> the horse stuff <laughs> the horse stuff you know I, I, i'm a fisherman not a cowboy that's right <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> so they, they've got that in there and also a, a big section for tackle and it's all tournament driven tackles so it's he does no live baits uh, he, he, it's all soft plastics, hard baits, you know, uh, high quality reels, rods, that sort of thing. So it's a great place. It's in Robbins, North Carolina. So if you're out that way, it's about an hour West of here in Sanford. Yeah. So it's a, a great little shop that just opened up in April.
2: I, you know, I'm just thinking, right. Cause this is what I do. I don't think well, think? but, I, but I think, okay. I don't think well, but I think that's fair, but <laughs> you don't know anything about horses, but you know, about fishing, what if you had, tournament fishing on horseback around ponds dude come on
0: could you joust your opponent like if they were in the spot you wanted? i don't
2: know what that would look like but i'm just (laughs) saying like if you took like i I guess you could if you took like a cash and like heavy bait rod up there and you just jam somebody no don't do that but like that would be so cool like you run around you're on a pond i don't know a few hundred acre pond and you're just like now I'm just going off on a tangent, it here, but I like think a it'd logistical be good. Nightmare. I just think it's fun. The only thing is, you have to find someone. Well, maybe up we'll, the poo.
0: Maybe we'll have to talk to Brad and Paul because they're looking for new and creative ways <laughs> to, to do things with the NPFL. So, Brad, uh, Paul, we know you listen. What about a horseback pond tournament? Don't that's put right, you guys on horseback. That's and, right, and, and you <laughs> can buy all your
2: all your tackle from uh, Tack and Tackle, right? Exactly, tackle so and
0: your tack. That's right. Give. You
2: got your equestrian subject matter expert, and then you know your artificial I don't baits know, and stuff. I don't so.
0: know how many anglers are proficient at horseback
1: riding, so I don't know. Would.
2: But if they do it, I need to be out there with a the camera because oh, that's going to go down. <laughs> absolutely.
1: So. To be honest, it'd be great for a sight fishing event. Right? right. I would You'd be able to get up.
2: Could there. you imagine?
1: And that horse can go in the water, too.
2: That's right. Yeah. You think he's quieter than a, than one of the new uh, troll motors coming out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Tough mistake. laughs> um, sounds, like, sounds like a good test. Hey. Speaking of
0: tournament tackle, you did bring that up. I just want to real quick, MLF just wrapped oh, up yeah. on yeah. uh, St. Clair. Jordan Lee back, raising another trophy. Yep, uh, Won a few, few guys to win back-to-back classics. That's right. Uh, has been around for a long time. Had a couple... Couple little bit tougher years since the transition or the the split, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, it was that 2018 when everybody we call it the split. I, the, great it, the great divorce. The great divorce. Schism. <laughs> the Schism. Yeah. Um, he's had a few rough years. I know he won another BPT BPT event early on, but yeah, uh, always liked Jordan man. It, cool coming out of college, winning a classic. Did you guys see his TikToks? Winning.
1: Yeah, about
2: I do. I like his TikToks. about what happened about at the, the hotel? hotel.
0: about the hotel.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll di- let's dive into yeah, it. Yeah,
1: so um for anyone who who didn't see it on TikTok, uh Jordan's got a pretty good presence and he was he was actually think it was for this last tournament. Yep. Uh, at St. Clair. Yep, it he, was he, he was he was parked in the hotel. He he unhooked his boat, um had it so we could plug it in and had his uh I think his truck over two spots so then he could be able to pull well, he out. We had the
0: boat over two and then the truck in one cuz okay. he par- parks yeah. it in an angle. Uh, because the way if you think about a boat backed into a spot you have you know your line of spots here and then spots here he parks at an angle and takes up two because if he parked straight on he wouldn't be able to he pull can't the boat cut. out so he parks two there and then he has one and this was
1: day four in the hotel and the, and then the hilton lady came out and said you can't do that anymore <laughs> and he's like what is what are you talking about
2: you can't go home or you don't have to go home but you can't stay
1: here jordan <laughs> yes so he went across the street to the other hotel and they're like What is wrong with that? I don't know. You can do whatever you want here. I I mean, he does better than me because typically I just pull into four or five spots (laughs) horizontal and ask him, hey, my boat's parked here. Do you got any issues? And they're like, oh, no, you're here. Which if you follow the saga,
0: he went back the next day and walked over there and there was a big box truck taking up nine spaces right where he was parked. yes. They took up nine spaces.
2: So, So whole buzzards aren't just on the water?
0: No. They're in parking no, lots too. Apparently parking
2: they're lots. in hotels as well. <laughs> that would make me upset. Like I paid, like you 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 get what you pay for, but I mean like dude, it's in
0: especially after three nights.
2: Well in and, and looking at the parking lot even on his TikTok, it's not like it was full. No. Like it wasn't a destination hotel for people to go stay at, especially during that time. So.
1: Oh, and, and the other thing his uh, his propeller was over on the sidewalk. It was-
2: yeah. Oh darn. Let's be honest.
0: Just watch where you're going, people. Yeah, <laughs> that part of Michigan is not really a destination outside of fishermen, anyway. Unless you want to go check out Eight Mile and buy some crack down the road. <laughs> it's
2: it's meth. Get it right. Meth. Okay. Sorry <laughs> to anybody from Detroit that I offended. It's okay. I'm from Michigan, that's so right. I can talk about it. Um, and I agree with that statement. But. No, I mean, yeah, man. Like, I and you was, know what? The prop, though. Like, you know, that's that's an accident waiting to happen, but. I mean, everything so sh- so are trailer sh- hitches. Sh- so is everything else. I don't know. It's just... So, anyways, folks, like, Jordan Lee, congratulations. Yeah, uh, awesome job, man. One of three, like Pete said, back-to-back Bassmaster Classic winners, along with Rick Klon and Kevin Van Dam. Uh, he is a steward of the profession. Like, he yeah, yeah, really is, yeah. and and he's done a great job, so...
1: Don't forget about Hank Cherry. What's, yeah, Hank, now back-to-back. Oh,
2: that uh, is, uh, yeah. i so I'm sorry, now. there's four. i was mistaken see i told you i think but i don't think that well
0: yeah you're right oh my bad
2: (laughs) 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 whatever four of them so
0: so yeah so austin jordan just uh for anybody listening or didn't follow and just hearing about that drama if you do travel take a boat ask the hotel beforehand just clear it with them that way you don't run into a situation where you're you're (laughs) getting thrown out of the park (laughs) <laughs> the in the afternoon
1: I, I always ask just because i want to be like where's the best where's the closest yeah. outlet at where's yeah. your outlet? and i've had i've let them they've let me pull like park in the front mm-hmm. yeah like not because you got the you, where you drive under but just on the other side of that yeah they were like just park right here and plug in i was like okay yeah <laughs> perfect
2: yeah i always ask like how's the crime that's that's my first thing but and I've stayed in some shady hotels before. Me
0: but, too. Yeah. And man. and it's
2: and, it, and listen, if if you're thinking about going to fish Lake Norman in North Carolina, do not take your boat and stay at the Hilton off that main highway. I don't. It's in Morrisville literally my window got broken out of my truck and all of my fish and tackle was stolen along with a bunch of other people. So like hotels, you assume a lot of risk. So make sure that you have the proper security equipment, whether or not that's the locker bars, you take everything inside your hotel with you, but that's a serious concern. I know it happens all the time to anglers on the road. And speaking of security concerns, and this is just for you local North North Carolina folks, but I think it's happening all over the country. Make sure you do your best to protect your catalytic converter underneath your vehicle, specifically bigger trucks, because people are stealing them on a daily basis here in North Carolina. I know it's happened three or four times in the parking lot at Cross Point yeah. Boat Ramp on Sharon Harris. And for those of you who don't know, that is Chatham County District uh, jurisdiction, and they they patrol there like once so often. So just be mindful of that. We've had some friends get their catalytic converters stolen. And oh, Pete, you bought something for your truck, didn't you?
0: Yeah. I have a catal I have a converter plate underneath there. So I got like yeah. a three quarter inch piece of steel bolted to the, the frame that blocks <laughs> the catalytic converter. Yeah. Um, so be mindful folks. So we talked about MLF Jordan Lee one, uh, but the controversy around Cayuga, which was now two events ago. So St. Clair was the most recent one. Cayuga before that. It's been Adrian Vina won. Uh, yeah, it's been about a month. Um, congrats to Adrian. That was his first win. He's a pretty cool dude. I met him when they were down here for heavy hitters. Uh, talked to him for a little bit. He was actually fishing the uh, he was fishing the marina on Jordan. Mm. Uh, and I rolled in there to get fuel because I had been just running around watching all the guys and, and uh, whole buzzer in where the pros were catching fish. And, <laughs> and uh, he was in there during a break eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I talked to him uh, during the break for a couple of minutes. He was super nice guy. Um, so congrats to him there. But lots and lots of, of speculation and accusations in Cayuga. Um, and it was two anglers. Matt Becker was one of them. And who was the other angler?
2: Uh, I think it was uh, Spencer Sheffield. That was
0: it, Spencer Sheffield. So Matt Becker, the question was whether fish were hooked in the mouth or not. Uh, was that Matty Becker or was that Spencer? That's Spencer. Spencer Sheffield, yeah. you're right. So Spencer Sheffield uh, would, was was taking fish off the hook. And if we got these names wrong, feel free to, pr- pr- to well, correct us in the comments. So
1: let's back up for a minute. Um, so Because we haven't discussed this as a group yet. Yeah. And, I, and I know there were some rounds, and I know Luke Duncan talked about uh, this as well, and, his, and he had, you know, he had a pretty strong stance. What, uh, what happened here? So at Lake Cayuga, it was a it, it turned into a smallmouth sight fishing event. And according to MLF rules, during a sight fishing event, you can't catch the same fish in the same day. You can't be sight fishing and catch the same fish. Also, during a sight fishing event, you have to show the marshal that the fish was hooked in the mouth. Correct. And and not on the lip, not on the fin. Right, because it, the snagged fish do not count in a sight fishing event, and that's where the controversy, the controversy comes from. Mm-hmm. Because there were multiple guys who caught the same fish, right, and it's on camera, right. Um, and then there were people who anglers who caught fish who unhooked five-pound small fish outside the gunwale of the boat, mm-hmm. which no one does that with the back turned where the camera and the marshal can't see anybody and just holds up the unhooked fish and, and weighs them, right, and, and gets, the, gets that weight counted. Yeah. So. Yeah. I,
2: I wasn't there. None of us were there. But I will tell you, I usually believe half of what I see and nothing of what I hear, and I believed when I saw some of the video footage of certain anglers with their backs turned to the camera, acting like they were you know, unhooking a foul hooked salmon in the river system up in Wisconsin or Michigan because you can't foul hook them there either. Uh, it looked absolutely uh, malicious. It, it did. You know, I mean, from a, from a any person that's not a bass tournament fishing fan wouldn't be the wiser. Yeah. But for those that have context in tournament bass fishing, I don't know of any bass tournament where you can foul hook a sight fish. I mean, that is at the club level all the way up to the national level. And at the club level, we all know, look, it happens. There's no marshal on the boat. At some of these other sanctioned events where there's no marshals on the boat, I'm sure it happens and people get away with it. But when the camera's on you and you're being televised and your back is turned and you legitimately break the, the bylaws of that national level organization and you can get away with it and turn around and fish – the next event in St. Clair, with no questions to me, that is going to breed some serious doubt.
1: And this is my issue with major league fishing. I mean, they said they're going to do an investigation, but it's been a month. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, we we're looking it up. Pete's trying to pull up stuff right now. Like there's been nothing put out by major league fishing. So the last statement they made is they're still reviewing footage. And that was
0: two (laughs) weeks ago. And we're at four weeks since
1: the event. and And this is my problem with major league fishing. Is that they have created a culture where anglers are willing to do some very fishy stuff, yeah. right, right, to make a hundred thousand dollars? Like yeah. I, I understand the anglers pushing the limits, but that organization has allowed things to happen over the last three years, four years, ever since they've existed, yeah. that allow anglers to push the limits, right? And we could go down the list of all all the controversies or scandals they've had, right? Yeah, yeah. and. It's right, they've gotten to a point where these anglers feel like they can do I mean they, they can almost intentionally on camera cheat do, do some shady stuff. Yeah. So yeah. four of the top ten they're saying were being investigated. So
0: and I know Matt Becker, Spencer Sheffield, and I know Takahiro had a question. Uh and and that was sort of what I think spurred everybody, because Takahiro had caught a fish, weighed it, released it. And this is all in video, released the fish and then asked his official, can I catch that fish again? And he said, you can't catch, knowingly catch the same fish again. And he goes, well, can I back off 100 feet and catch that fish again? And he said, well, beyond a re- you have to be able to, to, beyond a reasonable doubt, say you don't know for sure it was the same fish. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, my guy yesterday told me that I could do that. So now there's no consistency with the officials. One told him the day before, and apparently the guy the day before called the tournament director and said, Hey, can you do this? And he goes, as long as he can reasonably say that that wasn't the same fish, but you're bed fishing. And that's what came. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who did what because I can't remember and I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but Matt Becker, Spencer Sheffield, all their names came up for either hooking, hooking fish, not in the mouth. Uh, one of them caught a fish clearly sight fishing in the morning and then came back and caught it again in the afternoon. They needed, they needed five, six to upgrade or something like that and the one they caught in the morning was five seven they run back to the exact
1: same spot catch a
0: fish it's five six it, and, and you can look on there's a lay down in the background you can see the stuff around there's no
1: doubt that it's the same fish. It, and mlf should have no problem determining this no because they've got waypoints and trackers on that's right when i listened to the luke's uh podcast about this what i didn't think about because i went not look to the weights i was like man if you would break this out over a four-day tournament there was a lot of century belts caught but what he was saying was, which makes sense now is that they're all catching the same fish. They're all like, Oh, score tracker went off. He just caught a six pounder. I saw him fishing over here. So two hours later, I'm going to roll over and catch that six pounder, catch that six pounder. Yeah. Right. So if you, if all those fish had to go to live, you know, to, to a live weigh, like the weights would not be the same as they no, were. They
0: wouldn't. I
2: mean, the elites fish down in Lake Fork and they got weigh and release the fish right on, right on the spot. Um, but I'm I'm very confident in their rules as well, well. Like, you can't catch the same fish. Even
0: with the elites, you can guarantee that they're not catching the same fish because those fish aren't released the same day. The no, Texas, I, their I, fish care people put them in a tank. You know, they rate. But what I'm saying is, like, there's no question in the elites if you have a century. No, no. Them, he's still, the no, Texas fish
1: they do or release. Fork, because, well,
0: fork. some of them, they weigh, yeah. They have to weigh. Yeah, if they're, they're the not slot, over, like, 23 the slot, inches, yeah. then they can't bring. Cause cause that, you're right. Because yeah. the slot, they allow them to weigh. Them. So that would be like if they were fishing hares. Yeah, Absolutely. Yep. But I see what you're saying. You know, this
2: is uh, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, deters a lot of people from looking at professional bass fishing. Yeah. As a
0: profession. No, it's not. Right. It's not necessarily bass fishing. At all. It's a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't like the MLF and what they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll I mean, straight call out the MLF because you hear there's a very clear distinction when you talk to people that like fishing. It's like fans of one fans. I like all fishing, but I'm not a fan of the MLF. I like the guys on there. There's a lot of good people. Some of them I consider friends. I'm not a fan of their format because it exactly what Ben and you were saying. Like it breeds an environment where there's an opportunity to take advantage of the system. And even though technically it might be legal, right? Like I catch that fish on a bed and I come back later and I'm a hundred foot off that bed, but I still know where that bed's at. And I catch another fish that weighs an ounce less. I mean, morally, you got to be walking some shady ground because, you know, you know, that's the same. You, did, you, you know. cannot sit here. If a man can sit across from me at a table, look me in the eye and tell me that those two fish were different fish. I will tell him to his face he's a liar hmm. because you when you're bed fishing and those big females, you catch them right off the bed. You're over the top of it and you let her go. I've, I've seen it fishing clear water fisheries for smallmouth. I know. you When you let that girl go, she goes straight back to her bed. Yep. Largemouth do it a lot of times, too. They'll go straight back. Sometimes they circle a little bit yeah. more. A, a smallmouth goes straight back to that bed. There's yeah. no looking for it. There's no hunting for it.
1: It, it. And, look, I get the argument some people will make. Like, as long as a fish tried to bite it, right, and it gets on the outside of the lips, mm. then maybe it should count. But, look, this, this sport is based upon integrity. Yeah. Right? All the way down, trades you talk about at the club level, it's really on integrity because you have no marshal with you. But it's 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 again going back to golf. Like there's a lot of integrity involved, and you at least in that sport, the other sport, they call it themselves out all the time if they write a wrong scorecard or they do I don't know I don't know all the rules. They ac- accidentally touched the ball or they cleared it out wrong, right? Um, we we see that sometimes, right? And we've seen the stories about this before. Like, I think Lee Liveseed, I think Gerald Swindles talked about it. Like, they accidentally had six fish in the live well. Yeah. Right? And so they called the tournament director and, hey, I, I didn't, you know. So they work it all out and stuff. So you call each other out. But the organizations have to hold people accountable, right? Because yeah. how do you expect people coming up and, and us, right? And if we fish club tournaments and all and you expect their integrity, but you won't even do it on camera when it's the biggest stakes? And
2: what's even more concerning is you talked about the organization and, and it's delegitimizing itself by doing stuff like this. Two of those anglers are rookies on the BPT this year. Yep. So now you got two rookies that think it's, and again, this is all speculation, right? But two rookies that came up through the invitationals that are now fishing the highest national level major league fishing event. And they're doing this stuff on, on live camera, right? Yeah. Listen, when you get a flag on the play, on the on the field in football, NFL, it takes them about 10 seconds to review the footage. Whether or not they got the first down or not, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. The fans are probably looking at this, like we are looking at this and saying, How well how long does it take to look at a 10 second clip and determine whether or not it was legal or or not legal, right? Yeah. And so it's just one of those things like if you keep doing this as an organization, you're going to continue to delegitimize the cause that you stand for. And the, the people that make it a championship route, they all get paid money. Yep. The lowest they get paid is like 3745 bucks, all the way up to hundred grand. right? They're, they're all making money. So I'm not really sure what's going through the minds of these people when they get to this level. It's like, dude, if there was ever a time to be black and white and clear as crystal, it would be right then and there, you know?
1: It's something I, I heard. I, I forget exactly which podcast this one or TikTok, sure. but the theory was, so a lot of these events over the last two years have turned into a forward-facing sonar events. And there was a few guys who are really good at this, and we yeah. keep seeing them doing well over and over again. With a sight fishing event like this, it becomes almost anybody's game. Yeah. And if it's anybody's game, there may be more like this may be some people's only chance really to do really well. And does that allow them to push the limits well beyond where they should?
2: If you believe that cheating in any event in the world is the way to get an advantage because you you're weak in a certain area, then I don't want to be around you. Just go work harder don't cheat and we heard it a million times in the army if you're if you ain't cheating you ain't trying and if you get caught you weren't trying hard enough no that's not the case with this these folks literally have thousands of people standing yeah. behind them that are rooting for them and i feel like a lot of times it's like when you got a cheater that is blatantly doing it on television like that is really letting a lot of those loyal followers down i, I feel
0: like this this is potentially an organization killer like depending on how they handle the situation and what if they try to brush it under the rug like they did with the information cheating uh with uh was it sprague yeah Uh, they got the information uh they just kind of tried to hide that now the the jacob wheeler was it jacob and dustin that were two rods at once and it was a state law violation that was a they took the ownership on that one, so I felt like they handled that right. But um, I mean, it's a poor
1: reflection on the organization. To know the,
0: yeah, to, to brief them the wrong. You're thing. absolutely
1: right. At the
0: end of the day, now you have serious cheating allegations that violate your own tournament rules. And if you don't take it and handle it seriously, then it, it potentially is going to kill your organization. Because if I'm somebody that's fishing it doing the right way, why would I want to stay and fish when you're letting these guys get away with doing that?
1: And the last thing I want to add on this is that. There is a difference between what we saw at this last tournament at Kyoga, I guess two tournaments ago, with the shadiness involved and then pushing the boundaries of something. Sure. So like things that Poche is doing, um, I would I would argue a lot of ways are pushing the boundaries differently. That's mm-hmm. that's not necessarily shady. I mean, mm-hmm. there's arguments back and forth, right? And right and people have made that argument, but I, th- I think there is a difference. Like if they have to make a rule because there's not a rule, well, you found a loophole yep, and yep. you did a good job of doing what you, you know, trying to find a competitive advantage, but blatantly disregarding the rules yeah. for an advantage. It's, it's a completely different story.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, we talked about it way back early on in episodes. I say way back, I six months or so now, but, uh, what we would do if we if we add the range for Dan, I said I would make you know you would make I would make violations across the book. So uh, you have some big names, you have up and coming names, you have got guys that have been around for a while names. So uh, we'll see how those punishments, if any, are doled out. I can tell you right now, if there's nothing done when it's clear as day to almost anybody that looks at the footage and they don't punish anybody, I won't watch an MLF event again. Like I won't even waste my time. I won't even give them the viewer hours to turn tune in and watch it. Because that's a trash can move, and it'll, you're just a trash can organization at that
1: point. It's really easy to set a precedent and nip it in the bud if you if you disqualify three or four people. Yeah, it is.
2: And I, you know, I'm taking a uh, we had him and folks. If you haven't listened to one of our very, I think it was the fourth, fifth episode. I can't remember where we had Kieran and, and his dad Daryl, on. I'm taking him fishing tomorrow. And Kieran is one of those young aspiring anglers that wants to climb the end the industry ladder and move into the professional realm whatever that means right whether it's professional bass fishing or wherever is his journey takes him but it's those anglers that i'm concerned about it's the thousands and thousands of high school anglers it's the thousands of collegiate anglers it's the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of Toyota or it's not Toyota series, but all those anglers trying to climb the ladder to get to that level. And then they see this kind of stuff happen. So does that mean that they're going to do it at the pro-am level or are they going to be deterred and not even want to fish with the organization anymore because they see that happening? Listen, if I'm giving you my money and you're allowing other people to take it, not earn it, then I have a problem with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they got a DQ from that event. They should take back any any earnings from that event. So you're talking forty-five to sixteen thousand dollars. You gotta pay back to the organization. DQ from that event. That takes away the angler of the year points. You end up with a zero. It basically ruins your season. That's gonna take you out of contention for angler of the year, for red crest, for um oh, what's their the heavy hitters, some of the other comp events where points and weights matter. So that, it, to me, that's the only answer here at this point. You d- didn't DQ him from the next event you've got to go back and DQ them from that event
2: and pay pay the rest of that money out to the other competitors that did it the right way.
0: Well, I think that's you know? what they would do. Yeah. I, I would yeah. assume you would move everybody up and you would you would pay accordingly, but we'll see it's going to be interesting and and I'm sure I'm not sure. I know when a ruling if ever one does come, we'll uh, we'll talk about it here and 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 fill anybody in. that doesn't fall into tournament fishing cuz even if you don't like tournament fishing, it's still I think an interesting topic to to think about and and to hear about. So so, yeah, the cheating, uh, the whole cheating scandal, see what happens. Yeah, it's It brings back memories of Mike Long and snagging all those big fish out there in California. And that guy got canceled fast and hard and everything he did went away. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but speaking of tournament fishing, uh, Ben wasn't on that fishing Friday. I, can't, I think that was when it was your anniversary or mm-hmm. you guys were camping. So our last fishing Friday, which was a couple weeks ago, with everything going on, we're going to be a little delayed with them. Uh, We're not going to have one this week. Maybe next week we'll we'll get one out. But it's just been busy. Everybody's traveling, family vacations, uh, fishing Fishing. Uh, has been a thing. We did go live last weekend from the water, and we were all out there for a little bit. Uh, Everybody waited 10 minutes to tell me I didn't have any sound. but (laughs) I I won't knock any of our listeners for that. But um, one of the things they asked Trey and I that day was to to record a tournament day and to talk about why we were doing things, uh, the thought process that went into it, stuff like that. So Trey and I are, are amateurs at best tournament fishermen. We're still learning. Uh, there's a, you're always learning. Even guys have been doing it for 100 years. are still learning. Uh, there's always stuff to learn. But neither of us are super comfortable going out there and filming during a tournament because we're, we're focused on doing our thing. So what we did was we went out and as close as possible simulated it i think it went well because i felt the pressure i you know I, I did everything like i normally would so we went out with our plan we we followed our plan we made our rotations we did what we had to do uh, we put together a five fish limit uh and we have them all but the final call on tape because it finally got so hot that all of our gopros overheated and and there was nothing i could do about it it was literally like the last 10 minutes we called uh, before we made our run back to would have been way in and, uh, we caught one and the cameras were down for that last 10 minutes. So, uh, we're putting that together. We're going to do some voiceover stuff and just let, let folks know what we were doing. Uh, it's going to, it'll be probably another week or so before we get that out. Cause I'm not a video editor and we're learning as we yeah. go, uh, on putting stuff together. Uh, but looking forward to that. So if there's any, any of that type of stuff you want to see from Ben, Trey, myself, anybody, uh, whether it's us together or individually, you know, shoot us a comment. Uh, on one of our posts shoot us an email Uh, you can message us on social media whatever let us know stuff that you like to see because it's something we want to do it's part of the vision for the one cast is is you know helping anglers and putting out educational stuff but it's a lot easier to do that when you have a little bit of direction uh, because we have a ton of great ideas but if it's our ideas might not necessarily be what people want. No, it's true. And we don't want to be the the folks just putting out a, a knot video on how to tie 15 different knots. And well, that stuff's good, uh, I'd like to get more into into the technical stuff we do. So, yeah, uh, let us know and look for that video to come out uh, there. And we've been fishing a lot. Trey and I have been fishing a lot. Ben's been busy with uh, anniversaries and birthdays and uh, product stuff for for one cast fishing. Uh, look for some stuff that we carry before the that we carry before the. Soft I, mean, I guess plastics. we could talk about it Yeah, go ahead yeah. if you want to talk about because
1: hopefully doing. by the time this this, this airs that um we'll have the soft plastics we're bringing them back to one cast fishing so we're going to bring back the stinger the black hawk the warthog which is our, our creature bait swim baits we're going to have uh, some two two or three additional um designs as well uh, as well as some additional colors so You know, we've got some messages over the last few months asking for us to bring plastics back. We're finally bringing them back Mm -hmm. and uh, currently actually working on packaging them up. So hopefully by the time this is out, uh, they'll be live on the website. So going back to that plug in the beginning, use that, use the code, the one cast and save 10% on some plastics too. Yeah,
0: check out the soft plastics. I really like the the baits, especially uh, because the way they're poured, there's a hollow cavity in the basically what you would say, I guess, the nose or the face. Uh, and I like to squirt a little bit of scent in there and it, it holds in there pretty well and um it helps you get bit and helps them hold on a little bit longer. So make sure you check that out. Uh like you said, onecastfishing.com use the code the one cast, save ten percent. Uh, so we did get out together, the three of us on Harris on Friday, uh <laughs> what'll be three weeks ago now. So it was a month it, ago.
1: I did want to talk about that because what I f- found really interesting is that so I jumped on Trey's boat, Pete came out there with his boat, Trey got out. He, He's been on the lake quite a bit. He had marked schools earlier. We knew where the schools were. We all ended up catching one or two largemouth each, but the problem was, like you could see them on live scope. You could see them chasing shad visually when they come up on the surface. You could see big ones follow Pete's little ones back to the boat. Yeah. Um, they were there. They they just didn't really. They weren't super active. They they weren't in a feeding mood, and it you know. With some, some of those days, it's the reason why they call it fishing and not catching.
2: That's right. I think, you know, going back to Pete talking about like the tur- the, the simulated tournament we, we put together and then talking about when we went out on the lake, the, the three of us, you can put a plan together the best you you, you think, right? Uh, but like we say, another saying in the Army is no plan survives first contact. And, and that's, that is so true with fishing, Uh, You can put a primary plan together, an alternate plan, a contingency plan, an emergency plan. That's what I try to do. It's called pace. Mm -hmm. Um, But no matter what, if you're not paying attention to your surroundings, you're not paying attention to the fish, to the wind, to the sun, to, I mean, everything, there's so much that goes through your head. Uh, You're either going to be at the right place at the wrong time, or you're going to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. and. You know, the day we were fishing, we were out there, you know, looking at schools of fish in you know, 15 to 18 foot of water and they very well could have been feeding. We very well could have been on the the wrong school or the right school at the wrong time. Yeah. And and that, you know, that's something we will talk about this more in later episodes. But, you know, we fished the river, right? Pete and I did that simulated tournament on the river. We turned around and went back to that river a week and a half later, and it was a hundred and eighty degree difference with the same conditions, almost a little bit different water level. And I yeah, mean,
0: very- water water level and clarity was the biggest thing. We had pretty much the same weather as far as temperature, wind, all of that. So it was it was it was definitely similar.
2: And then we go out on the lake, the three of us, and I had went out
0: the day before. You and I were out the night before. The, na- the day them.
2: before, yeah, hammering them. Um, and, 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 it, and you can hammer them cause there's about 500 in some of these schools. So, but the, I guess the point is, is, you know, for those of you fishing tournaments or just recreationally fishing, uh, don't beat yourself up too badly when you go out there on what you would consider the perfect day with the perfect conditions yeah. and you don't catch a whole lot. And I know it's a lot of people get really upset and frustrated about it and to include myself, but you have to understand that like. You're competing against a live creature. Yeah, it's not another person with a pigskin pig football. Uh, you're, you're, they're telling you either you're doing something right or
0: you're doing something wrong. It's important to remember those things to change. Like Trey talks about conditions not being that different, but looking, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. When you go back on Monday Morning Quarterback, like we went a week later, uh, but the water had dropped two and a half feet. Uh, you know, it was getting closer to normal level. Uh, the current was pulling extremely hard because of, of lakes upstream dumping water into the river system. Uh, so like where we had caught them in the tournament, uh, was the current was pulling so hard at those fish. They could have been set up somewhere in there, but it was hard to fish because the current was pulling so hard. So where they were the week before they weren't there, we ended up catching them how we wanted to catch them from the beginning and and, in on top water and the pads on frogs. And we caught a pile of fish, uh, Trey lost a good one early in the morning. There was at least 17, like 17 pounds. Nine. It was like a three <laughs> or four pounder. Uh, and then he ended up catching a five, five, 10, five, 15, whatever it was, a, almost six, a, a great fish uh, on a frog. And once we found it, man, we ran it. We caught him on a frog all night, but um, or all day till the storms rolled in, which yeah. is a whole – we can tell another story about storms. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then Harris,
0: yeah, the night before – nothing really changed the no. wind was pretty much the same Every, actually the wind was better i would have thought for friday mm-hmm. uh, because of the way it was pushing in the flat where we had caught on the night before we're like man it's gonna push up bait and everything up on this uh they're gonna come up and feed and we're gonna smash them
1: you guys just Never. caught all the dumb ones yeah that might have been
0: what it was. Yeah. yeah yeah that very well could have been but we caught i mean the day before we had found a school that hadn't been molested because it was in kind of a weird spot um and Trey and I rolled up on that school and smashed them out of it. And then that school has just completely disappeared now. Like, we've been looking yeah. for it every time <laughs> we get out there. And I have no idea where those fish went. Yeah. But the night before, there was 200 fish there, and we were whacking them. Uh, so, it's fishing's situational, You yeah. know, we talk about it all the time. Uh, little things, you know, the wind direction changes a couple degrees from a different direction. It can change the way fish set up. Uh, sunny, cloudy, whether they're on the bottom or suspended. Uh, just so much... Uh, And and Harris in particular has so much bait right now. It does. There are so many shad around uh, that that I think that's that was part of the problem. Just the way the weather had had the fish set up and the the bait was set up. Uh, There was just so much food that it's hard to compete. And and honestly, the best we ended up doing was was with a lipless when I was yo yoing it, and that was I caught a catfish, a largemouth, a white perch. I got eight. Make sure you go to the one cast Instagram and look at that video about a. Six or seven pound bass comes up and eats a nine inch white perch. Of course, I didn't bring my big bait rod because they hadn't been eating it. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to throw it in the boat today. I won't need a big glide bait. And then one comes up and eats a perch right right next to the boat. Um, so it it yeah it's it's uh as we say, and uh, the changing conditions. But we we've been Trey and I have been able to fish a bunch. Hopefully Ben gets these plastics packaged and he can join us some more. Uh, cause we've been on the river, we've been on Harris, we've been to Mayo, we've been, well, we have plans to go try to fish white Lake, uh,
2: full disclaimer, this isn't normal no, uh, for no. me to fish this. Me much. Either. This just I'm just in between positions in and the army right time. now. So I took some time took off, some time. but you know, uh, with all the stuff going on in the fishing world, you know, all the bad news and, and, you know, ICast and all the tournaments and stuff, um, there there's time that i take to disconnect from all that you know i need to stay up with it you know for obviously for the show and for the viewers um but there's times where like i just don't want to put my gopro on my boat i don't even want to have my phone and so
0: that's what was great saturday man like when trey or monday no saturday when trey and i went to the
1: river we never even turned a gopro on Nope. we just went out there and went fishing like that that's the problem i have yeah over the last year there are several times i went without my gopros and i had some epic days. yeah the gopros are bad luck i feel that they're way. almost like, they're almost like a banana on the boat i've it dude i and hey
2: listen shoot shoot your comments at us and, and let us know but you know we talk about the banana being the bad luck dude i firmly believe the gopro is the new banana i i believe it is
1: the, i say that as a joke but like my last two pbs i've caught on camera yeah right so
0: yeah. i've had some great days with I, my dad with 20 pound plus bags on the river with a camera so yeah really i don't I know mean,
1: but 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 sometimes it, it just seems like over the last year every time i would not take the camera out that's when the big fish yeah. would bite but I, I, I caught 24 pounds in three hours one night Yep. Yeah. right outside remember, my house i remember that yeah. right out yeah 200 yards from my boat slip yeah and I didn't put a single camera. But, like,
0: right. you think with the day we did the tournament, that was, we had a really good day that day. Like, it we took did. us a little bit. But when we found the fish, I mean, when we found the fish, the stretch that we found them on, like, we caught a fish on our first six flips on every tree. We flip, caught it. I broke one off or we lost one. But we got bit on, like, yeah. and it was like, bang, bang, bang. We went down that and, and it was on. So you, you're, you're definitely going to want, I mean. For for those
2: listening to us and watching, you're going to want to watch that simulated tournament because uh, we talk about what's going through our heads. And I think that, you know, there's a few there's a few guys out there doing a doing a really good job um, on YouTube and putting that content together. But I think that that's one of the things that like while you can watch people's videos you just got to get out there and do it yourself because everybody's thought process is so different. What you can do is ask for tips and tricks. And we are willing to share uh, some information like how what we think about certain situations. And I'm yeah. if you come off the water and you haven't learned anything for the day, that's when I get really frustrated. And going back to the GoPro thing, Ben, I think us as humans, we always try to find something to blame. Yeah. You know, so like if we have a camera rolling and we're not catching, we're like, oh, it must be the camera, you know, but that is not the reality. The the reality is is that you're in. I
1: mean, anecdotally, (laughs) a lot of times I have turned them off. Right. And that's when I set the hook. Yeah. And then I got to like turn them on as I'm fighting the fish. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that, that happens, uh, quite a bit too, but yeah, I
0: mean, it's, it's just another added thing of pressure because even if you're not paying attention subconsciously, like, you know, that camera's running and you want to get, you want to get that awesome footage and have everything set up. Like, I think you just have to get to the point where it's there and you don't care that it's there. That's true. It's just there. Yeah. Like it's part of you. It's part and I, of- that's kind of like with the podcast. Like we were like, we're just going to sit down and hit record. Like, obviously we've gotten better. We've learned what works, what doesn't work. We're still learning a ton, but We just sat down and we record every week. And if it, if you all listen and like it, you listen and like it. And if you don't, you don't. And we learn, we learn. And it, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like the best way with the GoPro is to just make sure you use it every time.
2: And if you are that aspiring professional, national level, professional tournament angler, it is part of your kit. Now you have to run a GoPro on every single one of those tours whether it's the mpfl bass or or bpt so uh but yeah getting the groove of it um we'll, we'll push that video out so everyone can see it we'll do some voiceovers and stuff and uh you can kind of see what's going through our that's head. what's
0: going to be cool so quite a bit of what we're going to record is going to be trey and i we're just going to sit in here and we're going to talk about what we were doing and then we'll show you some video of some fish catches we'll talk about why we did this first and what decision went into moving, why we changed what we were doing, what we saw and whether it was something we saw in the water, what it was like, it's just going to be us sitting here. So it's not going to be trying to talk over and you're trying to watch us catch a fish. Like, I just want to sit down and talk through the thought process, like what we talked about. Uh, and I'm not even going to put the stuff when we were talking on the water about it. I'm not even going to put it in there. Like we're going to sit in here where it's just what we're focused on and explaining why the, why we did it. We're not saying it's the right way to do it, We're saying it's the way that Trey and I did it. Our thought process is what, which we were asked for is our thought process. So apparently some of y'all like to listen to, uh, to what we have to say or think, but um, yeah, that was actually, I had a ton of fun doing that. So I'm looking forward to getting that video put together. Uh, And I've had a ton of fun just getting out fishing with you guys and chasing around and, Ben and Trey and our boats banging off each other on hairs because we were fishing schools. People probably thought one of us was an a hole pulling <laughs> right up on the next buzzards. guy because we were literally five feet apart fishing the schools. And oh, uh, we
1: did think somebody was going to do that to us, but I guess they were just putting our rock. I blocked that. Uh, yeah,
0: I don't know yeah. if y'all heard me, but I was like, I'm going to go block this guy. <laughs> I ran out to the edge of the point because I thought he was going to pull right in on us. But
2: yeah, it happens more than you think. But it uh, does,
0: especially on that lake. But um, yeah, I mean, so look for that video to come out. We've been, you know, we've been fishing quite a bit uh it's gonna slow down here again it'll be hopefully we'll get out a few evenings after work uh trey and i try to run to harris if ben ben can get out and come meet us we'll we'll get out there and chase him uh we've been talking about getting back on jordan trey and i have a very much hate hate relationship with that lake uh but i want to get back out there and do some fishing because i i mean i i've had a lot of success and caught a lot of really good fish on
1: there it's just i mean i was out there what 10 days ago yeah yeah and i didn't have a lot of luck but uh, we were camping up there, so I didn't put in till noon. I fished till five on a Saturday, right? Not ideal conditions, and we had all that rain, so yeah. the water was—it was already two feet high, and it came up you know like almost half a foot when I was out there, and super dirty. So, not ideal conditions.
2: I, I would say, and, and and I struggle with this. I don't know if you guys do, but if you hate a lake so badly, it's probably the lake you need to be fishing. Yeah. You know, it's the lake that is going to challenge you. It's like working out at the gym and they always say, don't skip leg day. We all work out to our strengths. We don't like to work out to our weaknesses because it makes us feel better.
1: Don't skip Jordan. Don't skip Jordan. Jordan.
0: You know? Well, I guess I'm good because I've skipped the gym for like 13 years. (laughs) I can get, I got some time. No, I'm just kidding. It has been since COVID really screwed me up, but I got to get back in there one of these days. But yeah, no. I want to get back out there because I, I did have a lot of fun catching catching them offshore there. Yeah. It can be a fun lake. But it is frustrating because I feel like those fish are pelagic. Like yeah. find them on Tuesday here and you go back Wednesday and there there's not even a fish on that brush pile. And it's like, well, where'd they go? Uh, probably where somebody dumped the crawfish, but uh <laughs> that's a joke. Get um, up get, get out there and challenge get out there yourself. And challenge yourself. But that's that's all we really had for this Dude. week, I think. Yep. Ben, Trey, you all got anything you want to add?
2: No, appreciate um, everyone no. Uh, supporting us all the way to this point. And, uh, you know, share with your family, friends, and, and like-minded individuals I, that I, love to fish.
0: Before we say it, I do have one thing I want to add. You know, I want to point out we have some new artwork hanging in here uh, that our friend Jeff Christensen sent us. Uh, you might have seen if you're local North Carolina, the crappie print. It's kind of hard to see if you're watching video because Ben's head's in the way, but it's okay because we have pictures of it on social media. <laughs> uh, it's a picture of a crappie with a jig in its mouth. Uh, we have a largemouth here that's, uh, it's got a worm in its mouth. It's like in a river situation, jumping out really cool. We've got good close up pictures of them. Uh, but Jeff, that, that one was in the calendar of the crappie a few years ago. Uh, the largemouth will be in the calendar in 2024 for North Carolina. So if you're local, make sure you do that uh jeff's an award-winning wildlife artist uh he's won a bunch of stuff uh with his company kingfisher designs Uh, he also does check him out if you're looking for any type of fishing uh outdoor related artwork or things like that commissioned work non-commissioned work the stuff that he already has if you like these prints you can buy them there uh hang them up in your house they're they're really great stuff so that was all that i wanted to make sure that make sure we let jeff know trey you want to say it this week
2: yeah let's keep fishing and uh growing the industry one cast at a time
0: That's a good one. That's a good
1: one. Oh god, it's a toad. It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's gonna be a bad day.